Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us at MTG Live. Listen, this is the time to go ahead and hit share so you can share the show with all your friends and family. We've got a lot of things to talk about. You can also give us a call right now or send us a text message at 855-MTG-LIVE, 855-MTG-LIVE. You can let us know something that you think is important. Shoot us a comment or ask a question. We love to see what you have to say. Or leave us a voicemail, and we'll get to hear your lovely voice, and maybe we'll play your recording on our show sometime. I also want to remind you that we have a shop at mtg4america.com slash shop. mtg4america.com slash shop. And then major announcement, I'm really excited to let you know that you can watch MTG Live on all the major podcast platform, whichever one is is your choice, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, um, whichever one, just search for MTG and you'll find MTG Live and you can go ahead and subscribe. All right, so excited to talk to you and let you know about something that uh, has been happening for months and months, really. But we just found out uh, who was who was doing everything. So I want to play you guys a quick video from my speech on the House floor. So I did find out who this person is, and it's reported in the news. I did find out that it's Representative Jake Oshenkloss, Chief of Staff. His Chief of Staff is the person that has been consistently attacking the sign targeting me, harassing me. This is a chief of staff. This isn't like a low-level staffer. This isn't an intern. This is a chief of staff that's had quite a career here working in this institution. So how about that? A lot of you probably already know the story because you've heard me talk about it. And many of you might remember back in early 2021, when Congress was debating the Equality Act. And it was quite a debate because the Equality Act is really a horrific bill attacking women's rights. It's not about equality. It's it's actually inequality, and women are put last. It's all about funding abortion, um, and it's all about putting trans rights over women. And so last year when we were debating that bill, I took a hard stand, and I took a stand on a foundational truth As a matter of fact, it's a truth that many of us don't even understand why this truth is being challenged and why they're trying to completely destroy this truth. But that's what the left does. They attack truth constantly. And the truth that they are trying to completely destroy and erase is that there are only two genders, male and female. Now, during that debate between the on the Equality Act between Republicans and Democrats, my colleague across the hall, Congresswoman Marie Newman, I call her a new person because obviously I don't want to assume her gender because she doesn't care about gender. You see, Marie Newman, new person that is, she has a biological son who happens to identify as a woman. You know, he pretends that he's a woman because we all know the truth. He can't be a woman, no matter how much genital mutilation he does to his body, no matter how many um, birth control pills, estrogen pills, whatever kind of hormonal therapy that he decides to put himself through, nothing will ever turn him into a woman like his mom. It's just the fact. So anyways, when we were debating back and forth, because this was such a precious issue to her, obviously she's a, a mother that trained her son to be to think he's a woman. So she militantly put a video out. And I say militantly because the stance that she took in the video was directed squarely at me, 
who happened to be across the hall from her. The interesting thing was I'd never met her before until that day. So all of a sudden I find in my Twitter notifications that I have been tagged, you know, one of the blue check marks. And I'm always like, well, who is that? And it happened to be the, the congressperson across the hall, Marie Newperson. And the video starts out directly on my nameplate. And then it turns to her where she is standing there holding the trans flag. Of course, she's masked because they all had their mask on at that time. So when it turns to her and she's holding the trans flag, she plants it into the flag holder next to her office. And then she does her hands like this. That was it. So she was directly targeting me, planting the trans flag. I was like, okay, I'm not used to meeting people that way. Usually when you meet your neighbor, especially someone across the hall or across the street, you might invite them over, say, you know, to, for something to have something to drink, tea or something, or maybe you bring them a plate of cookies or brownies. But apparently that's not the way Democrats do it. They attack you. And so here's what I did. I responded to her with a sign. And it was a sign stating the truth that we all know to be true, a, a truth that no one should challenge that there's only two genders, male and female. So we went out in the hall and my staff started the video out on her nameplate because obviously we want to greet one another the way that she started it. So we started out on her nameplate. The video turns to me where I'm holding a sign. I wasn't wearing my mask, by the way. So I plant the sign on the wall and it says there are only two genders, male and female. And I added a tagline, trust the science, because that seems to be what Democrats worship as science. Well, there's only two sets of chromosomes, two type, two genders, male and female. I thought maybe that would help her out or, or anyone that might walk by and read my sign next to my office that represents my beliefs my that's based on my religion, uh, based on the word of God, the Bible that I read and I believe, and also based on the fact that I'm defending being a woman and I'm defending our women's rights, which is very important. She doesn't care about them. She wants her adult biological son to be able to uh, basically destroy my rights and come into my bathroom or even my daughter's bathrooms. I don't think that's right. Not a, not a good thing. So anyways, I put the sign on the wall and I do my hands just like that, tweeted it back out at her and away we went. So the sign goes up on the wall. There are only two genders, male and female. Trust the science. And from then on, that sign has been attacked over and over. Well, I also want to remind everyone, I have a lot of death threats. I get threatened all the time, not only me, but my family. Uh, I get direct death threats, telling people telling me they're going to kill me. I get indirect death threats, people giving me death wishes. Not the same as a birthday wish, by the way. And then I get disgusting threats, like sexual threats. Well, during all this time, the sign is being repeatedly attacked month after month, and it carries on. And I'm getting all these threats month after month, and it carries on. So this entire time, we knew it was a staffer in the building that was doing it because all last year, the public wasn't allowed in. Remember, Nancy Pelosi doesn't want you, the American taxpayer, to be able to come in our buildings, even though you pay for them and you pay for everyone's salaries. So we knew it wasn't just some random person that was coming in the building, we knew it was uh, someone that worked in the building, which I found very unnerving, and so did my staff, because we, they continued to do it, and they were targeting me, targeting me. At the same time, I'm getting all these death threats. Well, here's the really crazy thing. Democrats get protection all the time. Of course, 
Nancy Pelosi cares about protecting women unless they're Republican. She would deny me every single time my office request for protection. I got denied. I'm, I'm still denied. I don't get protection. It's protection uh, for thee, but not for me. <laughs> I, whatever. So we did something. We finally demanded, and I had to yell at them to make it happen, House Sergeant-at-Arms to put a video camera outside my office. You see, I don't have anything to hide. I'm totally fine with the videotapes in my office buildings and in the Capitol. I'm kind of one of those release-the-tapes type people. So anyways, we, get, we finally get a video camera, and you wouldn't believe it. Within six days, not even a week, six days, the person gets caught on camera. Capitol Police catch them the first time. Then the next day, you know what we do? We replace the sign that he vandalized and attacked. And by the way, every single attack that this person had been doing was attacking, again, attacking my religion, Christianity, using Bible verses and mocking me, and attacking the word woman because most of the time, every single sticker was over the word woman as if they don't, they don't like women. They'd like to erase us and get rid of us. So it was really, really interesting that kept happening. Well, they got him the first time on the video surveillance camera. Then they caught him the second time the very next day. So two times. Capitol Police issues a BOLO, uh, meaning that they're be on the lookout, looking for the person they caught on video, uh, breaking the law, attacking me, a member of Congress, a woman, by the way. And then secondly, they catch him. They issue a, a, a warrant for his arrest. And they catch the guy. Then they send criminal referral to the Department of Justice. You know, the, the U.S. Attorney's Office here in Washington, D.C., that's supposed to prosecute uh, federal crimes. They're supposed to go after the bad guys. Here's what happened. I got a phone call from an attorney at the Department of Justice who told me they will not be prosecuting this man. And this man, yeah, Democrat congressman's Staffer caught defacing posters in the Capitol complex, but the DOJ won't prosecute. How about that? So they still wouldn't tell me who this person was. See, that was the most concerning part. Everyone refused to tell me his identity. We kind of figured out at this point it was a man. Why wouldn't they tell me? Well, I finally got the police report and found out who it was. And lo and behold, I was shocked. It is a Democrat congressman's chief of staff, chief of staff, not a low-level staffer, not an intern, um, you know, not someone that just works in the building. This is a seasoned chief of staff. He's had quite a career uh, working in Congress because he's worked in multiple offices. His name is Timothy Dwayne Hysom, Timothy Dwayne Hysom, who happens to work for Representative Jake Oshenkloss. This is a Democrat congressman, freshman too, by the way. So Timothy Hysom is caught on camera defacing property, attacking me, attacking my religion, attacking my gender, which by the way is a hate crime when you're attacking people's religion and their gender and so forth. And the DOJ doesn't want to prosecute. Well, that is quite the problem for me because the DOJ right now is all about prosecuting, you know, MAGA grandmas that walked around in the Capitol. They're all about persecuting January 6th defendants right here in the D.C. jail. They want those people to just rot and they want to make sure that you're terrified uh, of the government or questioning the government because if you do, you're going to end up just like the January 6th pretrial defendants in the D.C. jail. 
But they don't want to go after people harassing Supreme Court justices. Oh, no, that's perfectly okay with the Democrats' Department of Justice. They don't want to go after um, Jane's Revenge domestic terrorists who are firebombing women's pregnancy crisis centers. Oh, no, why would they go after those people? They're, the Democrats are all about murdering babies and and, terror, and and trying to harass women, so they so they go and murder their baby. That's That's what the left wants. Why would the Department of Justice go after those people? And we already know the Department of Justice doesn't care anything about the BLM rioters that probably burn down the city that you live in, burn down businesses, attack police officers, police cars, federal monuments, federal buildings, caused over $2 billion in damage. Department of Justice doesn't care about prosecuting that. So, of course, they're not going to prosecute a Democrat chief of staff that has been attacking a female Republican member of Congress. Me? Of course not. Because it's a two-tiered justice system in America. That's what we have. But I tell you what Merrick Garland is really interested in, and I find this absolutely appalling. He's more interested in going over to Ukraine and teaching them how to prosecute Russians. You can't even make this up. The highest attorney in the United States of America, Merrick Garland of the Department of Justice, is over in Ukraine teaching them how to prosecute people while he's completely ignoring his real job and what he's supposed to be doing in America, and that is prosecuting criminals. It is a complete failure in every single way, shape, and form. Well, here's another problem. Jake Oshenkloss, by the way, has doubled down. He's not going to fire Tim Heissam. He's very proud of him. They're putting out statements from their office backing up what Tim Heissam did, saying that My sign that says there's only two genders, male and female, is a statement of hate. What a hypocrisy. Tim Heissam, when he worked as a chief of staff in another office, they tried to have a man arrested and prosecuted that tore down their gay pride flag outside of their office. Tim Heissam totally understands he's not supposed to do this. He knows he's breaking the law. And I'm still wondering if he's one of the death threats against me. He has an ideology that doesn't like Christians, and he clearly doesn't like women. Well, you know, there's also a tie-in here. Tim Heissam's staff are one of the people, and I say one of because there's another one, that let in the Stephen Colbert late-night show Gang of Seven Democrat activist film crew that were targeting Republicans' offices. As a matter of fact, when the Capitol Police caught them and arrested them, they were on their way to my office. They'd already been camped out at my office the day before. We had been avoiding them. They had already had come to harass us at the January 6th press conference for families, talking about what's happening to the January 6th defendants. These guys are real jerks. And here they were going all around in their insurrection ways in our hallways. And it was Tim Heissam's staff from Jake Oshenkloss's office that let them in to do it. You can't even make this up. But, you know, someone else let... Uh, Stephen Colbert's Colbert's Gang of Seven into our office buildings before that. And you know who it was? It was Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff serving on the January 6th committee that is persecuting Republicans, lying about President Trump, lying about my colleagues like Barry Loudermilk, lying about the White House staff, lying about Mark Meadows, lying about everyone, making up something that is not true while ignoring the fact that they didn't bring in the National Guard and they should have on January 6th. That's Nancy Pelosi's fault, by the way, and Muriel Muriel Bowser's. And then also Adam Schiff 
isn't interested in interviewing Ray Epps, who is a clear organizer of what happened on January 6th. Well, I want to point one thing out to you. Um, there's a connection between Tim Heisom and Adam Schiff, and I'll show you what it is. Here we go. See, Adam Schiff and Tim Heisom know each other very well, so it's no surprise that both of them let in Stephen Colbert's Gang of Seven. Check this out. Tim Heisom used to be the deputy district director for Adam Schiff. As a matter of fact, Adam Schiff took their engagement photo when Tim Heisom got engaged to his now husband, apparently Sean Jones. Isn't that sweet? Adam Schiff took the photo of them at the top of the Capitol Dome. They are so close and cozy. They have a really close relationship. Isn't this what's wrong? Isn't this everything wrong? It should tell you everything you need to know about Adam Schiff and other Democrats, Jake Oshenkloss, and especially Tim Heisom, who has a clear problem with me and is unapologetic about it and is going, you know, he's still working in my office building, everyone. Is he going to, what is he going to do to me next? I think that's the question. Nancy Pelosi doesn't care. She doesn't care one single bit. You want to know why? She refused to protect the Capitol on January 6th when she knew the intelligence reports were telling her and they were asking her to bring in the National Guard. She knew that there was going to be trouble that day. I didn't know. I didn't get to read those intelligence reports, but Nancy Pelosi did. She refused to keep us safe on January 6th. She refuses to keep me safe. And my Democrat colleagues, people like Jake Oshenkloss and his chief of staff, Tim Heisom, clearly don't care about my safety. As a matter of fact, they may, they may be the very person or know other people that are the ones trying to kill me or threatening to kill me. This shouldn't be happening. Not at all. All right. I've got more news on that topic and I'll come right back. I'm Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene and I approve this ad. The DC swamp hates me because they hate you. They hate our God, our guns, and our freedom. They hate our country and they hate our way of life. They're coming after me because I've been effective at stopping Democrats and forcing Republicans to stand strong, fight back, and speak the truth. You sent me to Congress to save America, now I'm asking for you to send me back. I'm asking for your vote again on May 24th. On the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. Farmers' lives are everything we believe in. Hard work, faith, traditional family values, and the freedom to produce off the land God gave us to feed people, raise our families, and live in freedom. But that's all threatened today with communist Democrat policies, high fuel prices, massive inflation, and oppressive government regulations, and globalist and pro-China Green New Deal energy policies straining our farmers more and more every day. Biden, Pelosi, and other communist Democrats hate America, hate God, and hate our way of life. They want to control us by controlling our food supply, our health care, and destroying our freedoms. Not on my watch. I'm Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. I approve this message, and I ask for your vote to save America and stop the communist Democrats. Okay, welcome back, you guys. Now, remember, I'm going to remind you to hit share, so this way we can share this MTG Live with your friends and family. And don't forget to give us a call or send us a text message at 855-MTG-LIVE. We love to see what you have to say and listen to your voicemails. Also, you can find this podcast on all the major podcast sites. 
go ahead and search MTG. You'll find MTG Live and you could subscribe that way. All right. Now I want to carry on to something I find more interesting that I've learned, and I wouldn't have even known this. There's no way I would have known if Tim Heisem, uh, Chief of Staff to Congressman Jake Auchincloss, or is it Auchincloss? I apologize. I cannot pronounce his name. I may be saying it wrong. But anyways, I've learned something really interesting about his father. You see, his father also receives a government paycheck that is comes from you guys, the American taxpayers. And here is what is really interesting. You see, his dad works in a certain government agency that we've all talked about a lot because we've talked a lot about Dr. Anthony Fauci as our entire country suffered under the uh, virus COVID-19. Well, here, I want to show you guys a little tweet that I saw because I've been tagged in pretty much every blue checkmark verified Twitter account uh, when it comes to Jake Auchincloss now. So here's what someone just pointed out. Just the other day, as they were retweeting something that I had tweeted when I was letting everyone know who the person was that had been attacking me, which is Tim Heisem, Chief of Staff for Jake Auchincloss. Well, this is someone letting us know something interesting, that Jake Auchincloss's father, Hugh Auchincloss, who's a doctor, by the way, Dr. Hugh Auchincloss, um, actually helped Dr. Fauci cover up the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. That is really interesting. Um, so here, I want to show you what these emails are, because Dr. Fauci noticed a paper, tied it to uh, the Wuhan lab. So here we go. Dr. Anthony Fauci sent an email to Jake Auchincloss's father, you know, Tim Heisen's boss, Jake Auchincloss, Jake Auchincloss, and then his father is Dr. Hugh Auchincloss. Here's the email. He says, Hugh, it's essential that we speak this morning. Wait, what is the date on this email? Oh, February 1st, 2020. Oh boy, pre-COVID. Those were the days. He says, Hugh, it's essential that we speak this morning. Keep your cell phone on. I have a conference call at 7.45 a.m. with Azar. It likely will be over at 8.45 a.m. Read this paper as well as the email that I will forward to you now. You will have tasks today that must be done. Thanks, Tony. Boy, don't you know they were panicking. Let's see what the next email was. All right, so here's where uh, Dr. Fauci sends, sends another one. He says, okay, stay tuned. And this email, though, that Dr. Fauci is replying is replying to Dr. Hugh Auchincloss, Jake's dad. He says, the paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain of function pause, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure what that means since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. She will try to determine if we have any distant ties to this work abroad. Oh, yeah, they had ties, didn't they? Definitely in the Wuhan, Wuhan lab. So I find this like completely and absolutely fascinating. So we decided to look up uh, Dr. Hugh Auchincloss, uh, Jake's dad. Uh, just want to remind everyone, Jake Auchincloss is the Democrat congressman whose chief of staff, Tim Heisem, has been attacking me for months and months and months because I'm a woman and because I'm a Christian and because I say that there's only two genders, male and female. He's even, Tim Heisem has even been caught by the, you know, Capitol Police. They did a great job 
arrested him and referred him for criminal charges to the Department of Justice. And the Department of Justice says, we're not going to prosecute Tim Hysom because they don't care about prosecuting real crimes. So we looked up who is Dr. Hugh Austin Kloss. He happens to be, you can find him. It's, it's all public information, by the way. So I'm not telling you anything that's not already out there. Dr. Hugh Oshenclaus serves as the NIAID Principal Deputy Director. Wow. And he clearly works with Dr. Anthony Fauci. In this capacity, Dr. Oshenclaus is responsible for the following. Providing leadership on all NIAID research, planning, and implementation activities, including helping to prepare and support a strategic vision for NIAID. Quite a vision they've had. Our country suffered a lot from their visions and planning and research and implementation. Overseeing an extensive portfolio of basic clinical and applied research as well as product development for biodefense, like COVID-19, HIV, AIDS, infectious diseases, and immune-mediated disorders. That's so, so interesting to me. Really looking forward to Republicans taking back the House next year. Dr. Oshenklaus is active on many federal and NIH-wide committees, including the Trans-Federal Federal Task Force on Optimizing Biocontainment Oversight. Well, you guys really screwed that one up, didn't you? You didn't do a good job containing COVID-19 after you funded it using the gain-of-function research and created a basically a monster virus that killed a lot of people. Nope, didn't do a good job containment. Dr. Oshenklaus is also active on the National Security Strategy Office of Science and Technology Policy on Optimizing Biological select agents, and toxins working groups, and the National Biodefense Science Board. He recently was appointed as co-chair of the International Clinical Research Subcommittee of the NIH Global Health Research Working Group. Wow, I think he's definitely somebody that we're going to want to talk to in a Republican majority when we're asking questions about COVID-19, where we're asking questions about bioweapons, not only in China at labs like the Wuhan lab, but probably at also biolabs, maybe in countries like Ukraine. I think there's a lot of questions that we need to ask Jake's dad, Dr. Oshenklaus, who works with Dr. Anthony Fauci, and what all were they doing? And what happened? What happened with COVID-19? And then, really, I think the question that we really want to know is, well, I think every, everyone wants to know this, is what needs to be done about it? There's people that need to be held accountable. Definitely need to be held accountable. And you want to know something? I really have to thank Tim Hysom. I just want to thank Tim. I hope you get to watch this video sometime. Tim, I want to thank you, because if you had not been targeting me, harassing me, stalking me, and attacking me, you know, committing a hate crime against me for my religion, my Christian faith, and being a woman, I would have never found out about Jake Oshenklaus' dad, who, who clearly may have some kind of role with Dr. Anthony Fauci 
in the creation of COVID-19? Did they create it? What kind of bioweapon was it meant to be? What was it meant for? How much of our tax dollars, our American people's tax dollars went to funding it? And what kind of planning and, and how much work did they do to cover this up? I think there's a lot of people that want to know those questions. And so Jake and Tim, Jake Oshenkloss and Tim, who, by the way, we haven't spoken yet. I hope to speak to you soon. Um, sounds like we'll be talking a lot more. And, and thank you. Thank you for that. And I'm glad that this person tweeted that out, pointed out those emails between Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Hugh Oshenkloss. Okay, so now that we've talked about crime that totally is not being punished, I mean, they don't care about punishing crime. They don't, they don't care about holding people accountable. There are some people that are very, very interested in holding people accountable. As a matter of fact, Republican Senator John Cornyn got quite the reception in Texas just recently, and you can see that these Republican voters are definitely holding him accountable for their for what he is doing to their second amendment rights. Let's go ahead and watch this video. because it just keeps going that he looked pretty uncomfortable didn't he he looked pretty surprised and shocked and apparently looked like he didn't know what to say and the reason why these the all of these republican voters and donors in texas at the gop convention were booing republican senator john cornyn is because he is holding hands with the Democrats and doing everything he can to help Joe Biden pass his radical gun control bills in the Senate. He's not the only one. There's a whole list of them. There were multiple Republican senators that just made a deal. They created a bill and everything was baked in before they even let the public know what was in the bill. And then they voted on it. This is this is the biggest Republican sellout. These These people... In the Senate, these Republicans, they're everything wrong with the Republican Party. The Republican voter base has completely changed. And it's the ones here that have been have been here way too long in Washington that haven't quite caught up. You see, everything changed when we elected President Trump because President Trump's America First policies are the right policies for our country. It wasn't too long ago that under President Trump, we were energy independent. Our gun rights were safe because we weren't going to have Republicans taking away our gun rights with red flag gun confiscation laws. We also had a secure border, and we were in the process of finishing the wall. We supported law enforcement in this country. We had gas, gas prices we could all afford. It wasn't over $5 or $6 or maybe even $7, depending on where you live. Inflation wasn't out of control. America was a great place to live in, and we were so focused on keeping it great. But then, well, we know what happened in 2020, and of course, we all really know what happened in 2020. 
but they don't want you to talk about that. Hillary Clinton's allowed to say that her election's stolen. Stacey Abrams running for governor in Georgia is allowed to say that her election was stolen, but not if you're President Trump or not if you're a President Trump voter. You're not allowed to say that the 2020 election is stolen. Shame on you. Those are hate words. That makes you a domestic terrorist. That makes you someone that the FBI should target. And thanks to Senator John Cornyn and Republican senators like Lindsey Graham and, of course, their fearless leader, or should we say feckless leader, Mitch McConnell in the Senate, thanks to those guys, guess what? You have a lot to worry about. You really do. Because now, yes, your gun rights are under threat because red flag gun confiscation laws will be passed. I'm really happy to let you all know that in the House GOP, our leadership is actually whipping against it. They're saying, no, these Republican senators have failed. We even have Republican leadership that's saying, do not vote for this bill because it's the worst thing to do. It's America last. Anytime you're attacking our Second Amendment rights, that is the most America last thing you can do. And you shouldn't call yourself a Republican. Here's what's going to happen. People that vote for this, this bill, the Senate gun control bill, if a Republican votes for it, they are going to find out big time from their supporters, their district, their voters, and their donors that they have crossed a line they shouldn't cross. Right now is a time that Republican senators should be holding the line. They should be stopping the attack on our country from Joe Biden and the Democrats, and they have the ability to do so. But they're not doing it, and you want to know why? They're friends with Joe Biden. They served with him in the Senate. They all know each other. And they clearly care more about each other and their friendship than they do the American people, our Constitution, our rights and our freedoms, and the people that voted them into office. Do you think Texas voters want their gun rights being violated? Do you think Texas voters want red flag gun confiscation laws? Oh, no. Absolutely not. And and Senator John Cornyn found out. And that's why they booed him. I hope a lot of other Republicans don't make the same mistake. But we'll find out when that vote happens. Now, here, let me show you what does happen to people when they don't have gun rights. And, and let's go a little bit further on that. You see, our gun rights are what keep us safe. They are, they're the ability to defend ourselves. But I want you to see uh, a video of of. What happens in Chicago where you don't have any gun rights because they don't they don't protect people's gun rights there. As a matter of fact, they have very strict gun control. Let's play that video. Pause it. Did you see that man? Did you see him? It was pretty horrific. He looked terrified. I would be. Oh my gosh, of course. So he's here's this this elderly man and they're attacking him at his car. There there's a giant mob of people jumping on his car. He couldn't even drive. He looked he looked scared for his life. They're laughing. Yeah, they were laughing at him. That's that is what you that is an out of control mob and basically lawlessness because it was in the streets of Chicago where Mayor Lori Lightfoot she says it's a call to arms when you take away what was it was it what does she make a call of arms for abortion abortion of course 
Take away women's rights. So wait, hold on. Let's stop for a second. I'm going to be really clear with everyone. Lori Lightfoot is a lesbian. She's not getting pregnant anytime soon. As a matter of fact, I, I can't even imagine that happening. I don't think we want to imagine that happening. But Lori Lightfoot is a lesbian. So why is she concerned about her ability to have an abortion? Doesn't make much sense. No, but she has a call to arms, meaning she believes in guns and she believes in using them. If you take away uh, the ability for women to murder their babies, but yet here we have have this poor man um, being mobbed by people in the streets of Chicago, and he can't defend himself. No, we have Republican senators that 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 really want red flag gun laws. Actually, it's much worse. The Senate gun bill. Let me tell you. Let me tell y'all. It's much worse. So in these bills, they always have a bunch of things packed in them. You have to understand that. It's not just like, oh, gun control and mental health. No, 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 no. There's a bunch of poison pills in there. Did you know in the Senate gun control bill that Republicans are all about, Mitch McConnell is and John Cornyn and, of course, Lindsey Graham. Gosh, you know he loves this stuff. It has a blank check in that bill. You want to know for what? For Medicare. It, it literally, it is a blank line for funding, a blank line, meaning that they can fund it for however much money that they want to fund it for. Hey, I want to remind everyone that we're over $30 trillion in debt. Why are Republican senators putting that in a gun control bill, funding Medicare for a blank check? That doesn't make any sense. You know, there's some other things in here. I'll go ahead and go ahead and tell you guys, because I have the bill right here. Here it is. You see, we've read all through it. I've got pretty little um, markings here where I can flip the pages I want to go to. I'm going to tell you about something that's in this bill that's really disturbing, and it's in the mental health package on page 13. And this is what's in here, is they are giving, giving money to an already existing program uh, called the EPSDT. Now, this program, uh, what it does is, is it's for an ex, it's an expansion under Medicaid. So they're expanding state programs, and here's what they say. Here's the language of the bill. To include all Medicaid enrolled students providing early and periodic screening, diagnostic, and treatment services in schools. And what they're talking about is mental health. Well, this program, the EPSDT program, under a court ruling in 2016, and by the way, this is for everyone under the age of 18, allows for transgender services, and they don't have a limit on it. So in this in this gun control bill right here, and we know the Democrats all are all about the trans agenda. That's like the most important thing on their list. They want trans to have more rights than anyone in the country. That's that's it's always in the bills. Trans rights are always in the bills. And they're all about the kids. They are all about the children. And so it's in this in this Republican, oh, they're all on it, gun control bill right here on page 13 where they're giving funding to, to a service in school through the mental health part of the package that could lead down the road where counselors and people are getting involved and basically – turning kids down this path of changing their gender, which they can't do. They can't change their gender. But what does it lead to? It's taking hormones to, to prevent puberty. 
which is the most unhealthy thing that could ever happen to a child. That that is seriously damaging to their health. Leads to sterilization. Leads to to loss in bone density. It really hurts their health for life when they take medications to prevent puberty. But let's also talk about what happens if they want to change their gender. And these these clinical professionals think that it's important to say stop a kid from shooting up a school because they are having an identity crisis about what their gender is. And they're saying, okay, well, this this young man needs to go ahead and pursue um, transgender services, uh, prevent puberty, but then maybe maybe go further. Maybe they need genital mutilation surgery so that they can identify as a woman to make them happier so they don't shoot up the school. The problem with this bill is, is it doesn't have any lines that stop these things, but it funds a program that allows for transgender services. See, these are the details in the bills that people don't read and pay attention to. These are the things that, unfortunately, Republican senators are making possible. I can't comprehend why they're doing this. You know, some other things in this this bill is it gives $100 million to the FBI. $100 million. How about that? Because the FBI needs more money for what? To go after legal gun owners? That's not a good thing. The FBI is not, they're not going after the BLM rioters that destroyed American cities and businesses and, and, and did horrible things in 2020. The FBI is not going after the people harassing and protesting um, and threatening the lives of Supreme Court justices. Why do they need $100 million? The FBI isn't going after Jane's Revenge people that are actually domestic terrorists and firebombing women's pregnancy crisis centers. Why do they need $100 million? No, Republicans in the Senate want to give them $100 million. You want to know why? So they can they can go after you, Mr. and Mrs. American gun owner, when your neighbor that hates you because you have a Trump flag out there in front of your house and, and your neighbor claims that, you know, you're a threat to yourself and others and need your guns taken away. How about that? Or maybe because Jake Oshenkloss, my Democrat colleague, uh, and his chief of staff, Tim Heisom, want to claim that maybe I'm somehow a threat to them because I have a sign on the wall that they call a hate statement that says there's only two genders, male and female, and then they're going to claim that perhaps they want to take my guns away. You see, this is a slippery slope, but Republican senators are totally fine with giving $100 million to the FBI so that they can go after people's gun rights. You know, here's the real deal. We already Murder is already le- illegal in America. It's already illegal. You know what else? We already have so many gun laws on the book, especially in regards to mental health. If you have mental health issues, you can't buy a gun. That's already illegal. There's already these laws in place, but Republican senators want to double down because they think that's the response to the horrific, tragic shooting in Uvalde. It's not a response. It's piling on to gun control. If they really cared about saving people's lives, they would undo gun control laws. You want to know something? You know the shooter that went in there and shot up that grocery store in Buffalo? In his own manifesto, this evil monster said he chose that area. You want to know why he chose it? Because they had strict gun control laws. And he said, and he said it in his own manifesto, that he targeted those people in that lived in that area because he knew they wouldn't have a gun to defend themselves. 
So Republican senators are all about making Americans less safe and unable to defend themselves. It's just the, the it's like the never-ending slow train to communism. And Republican senators are helping make it happen. I can't comprehend why they would do that. Doesn't make any sense. This is a horrible bill, an absolute horrible bill. And the problem with a lot of these bills, as a matter of fact, practically every single bill I vote for is they always have junk in them that you shouldn't vote for. And it's like, oh, this bill does something good. But then there's all the poison pills inside that do horrible things, like give Medicare an unlimited amount of money, an unlimited amount of funding, because it doesn't even have a dollar amount in the bill. It's a blank line. I'll show you. I have to show you this because people, you wouldn't even believe it unless you see it with your own eyes. But it's in the bill. Here we go. Page 55. I'm going to show you right here. Okay. Let's see if I can get this up there. You see? Oh, wait. There we go. All right. This one. That line right there is a blank line. I don't know if it's there. <laughs> okay. So that line right there is a blank line. And that is that means unlimited funding and Medicare. I'll read it to you. Subtitle B, Medicare Improvement Fund. Medicare Improvement Fund. Section 1898B1 of the Social Security Act, 42 U.S.C., dot, dot, you know, more letters and numbers, is amended by striking fiscal year 2021, 5 million, it does give a dollar amount. They're striking that and inserting fiscal, fiscal year 2022 with a blank check. It's literally blank. They can fill in the dollar amount that they want. Why would we vote for that? That makes no sense absolutely no sense. So the reason why I want to tell you this is this is why I vote no so many times to horrible things and, and bills that shouldn't be there. None of this should happen. This is why this is why we're over 30 trillion dollars in debt lady, ladies and gentlemen. This is why our country is on the verge of crashing. Because we have people that don't read the contracts. It's like a contract. A bill is a contract and when you vote yes for it, you signed your name on the dotted line. People should vote no. All right, here's what I want to do. I want to take one quick break, and then when I come back, I want to tell you about the Drag Queen Story Hour happening in my hometown. We'll be right back. Marjorie Taylor Greene off the ballot in her own district. The left is saying she's guilty of, quote, insurrection. They're trying to rip my name off of the ballot and steal my district's ability to re-elect me and send me back to Congress. I bet you we could round up some Republican voters who didn't like Kamala Harris funding uh, rioters, criminal rioters out of jail, or Ilhan Omar, or Cori Bush, or Maxine Waters inciting riots. You know, I think there's another way to play this game. Dozens of protesters arrested in downtown Portland had their criminal charges dropped and cases closed. We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system. Building just collapsed, largely peaceful demonstrations in the face of law enforcement. The vast majority of, of the protests are peaceful. Democrats don't care about riots. They use riots for their political goals. Heartwarming to see so many people turn out peacefully. They're not going to stop, and that's they're not, this is a movement, I'm telling you. You have released the whirlwind. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. You 
get out and you create a crowd and you push back on There them. needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. Okay, you guys, I'm going to finish up today's MTG Live with letting you know about the Drag Queen Storytime and show happening in Rome, Georgia this weekend. Should have been canceled. I can't even comprehend why it's happening, but I think it's important for my district and especially families that live in Rome, Georgia, um, to understand who who the drag queen is that's going to be reading books to children. Can we go ahead and pull up the picture from the Rome Pride website making their great announcement? Here is from the Rome Pride website about talking about drag queen story time, where they have Courtney Chanel Stratton will lead our story time for kids before our rainbow march. Bring the kids and listen to a wonderful story. And they have this picture of this man covered up in makeup and wearing a wig uh, happening this Saturday. Well, we looked into him because we thought it's important for people to understand who the who the person is that's going to be reading books to children in the taxpayer-funded park, Heritage Park. Uh, so we looked up his public profile. Let's go ahead and look at that. And Courtney Chanel Stratton happens to call himself the youngest MILF in Georgia calls himself the stepmother of Rome drag. And of course he has a, a real name, you know, he's a man. And, but here's what's really important for everyone to know is he works at the Love Library, which is a sex, adult sex t- store that unfortunately is in Rome. Um, and since he works in an adult sex store, uh, let's go ahead and pull up pictures from their website. This is, uh, this is from the Love Library's own page uh, showing the kinds of things that they like to sell. They obvious lo- obviously love to target college girls. Um, and then here's also from inside their store selling all the sex products that they have. And the guy that works in there in, in this Love Library selling sex objects and things to people happens to be the man that's going to dress up in drag and read books to children in Rome, Georgia. And I don't think people in Rome would be very happy about that. And I really don't understand why the businesses in Rome who are members of the Chamber of Commerce there are actually sponsoring for a man that works at a sex store to read books to children while he's dressed up as a woman. It just doesn't make sense. It's it's really not the, quite the family environment that Rome, Georgia has always been, and I don't think people there really want this to happen. But unfortunately, it's happening uh, this Saturday, and maybe some good folks will go out there and let this uh, drag queen guy know that he should just stay in the love library and perhaps not read books to children. It's not safe for kids to have these kind of people reading books to children after they're selling sex things and then coming out and trying to read story time. Not a good, I wonder what kind of books he's going to be reading. What books will he be reading? Probably gender-confusing books, because that's typically the type of books they read at story time, where they tell young children that it's okay to choose a, a different gender, that you might feel different. Okay, well, let's be real about young children. They also like to dress up like Spider-Man, or maybe a mermaid, or pretend to be any kind of animal or, or creature, or dress up in costumes. 
Kids like to pretend. It doesn't mean that they want to change their gender. But if you take your kid to Drag Queen Storytime, that's what they're going to be told. Young kids are going to be told, your children maybe get told, that they can choose to change their gender, which is an absolute lie. And that's called grooming. It's brainwashing. It's wrong. It needs to stop. And I think it's terrible that this is happening in the town that I live in. That's why I'm talking about it. Because I think it's important for people in Rome and the surrounding areas to understand who the person is that's going to be reading Drag Queen Storytime to your kids. Or maybe if you're just at the park, you know, practicing baseball or riding a bike or flying a kite or having a family picnic, you might come up on a guy that sells sex toys in an adult store, an adult sex store called the Love Library, dressed up as a woman reading some gender-confusing book to kids. That might be what you find at the park uh, on Saturday in Rome. This guy also is part of a group called the Sizzling Sisters of Rome. They advertise that. Um, I guess you can see more drag shows here and there. I can't comprehend why we have trans strippers dressing up and and in their in their drag, dressing up in their drag outfits, trying to pretend like they're women, performing everywhere. It's you know you wouldn't bring in a trans stripper into. Uh, uh, a place that's just safe for kids, but that's what the left wants to do. You wouldn't, br- you wouldn't bring in a female stripper. Oh no, that would be bad. You wouldn't bring her in your school or have her do story time to kids. Nope. But for some reason, they think it's okay to do to bring in trans strippers and read books to kids and perform shows in front of children. We're going backwards, America. We shouldn't be doing these things, and it's not a hate statement to stand up against it and say it's wrong. It's the right thing to do. And moms and dads, you need to say no to this stuff. You need to protect your kids because the left has an agenda for your children and it's not the one that you have for your children. All right, you guys, please hit share. Thanks for joining me tonight on MTG Live and I can't wait to see you soon.